they dominate him sexually. That's a dominatrix, okay? If you're confused, just one Google search and you'll find out what a dominatrix is. And I named how to make strawberry milk after that on the website because I didn't know what the fuck it meant. Welcome to the podcast, babe. We're going to talk about nothing and everything. So take a seat, put on a hoodie, and enjoy your hour. What's up, babe? Welcome to episode 16 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio, a.k.a. Dipshit9000, a.k.a. Dumbest Person on the Planet. Look, I made a mistake. I made a mistake this week, okay? It has affected my marriage. It has affected how I see myself. It has affected my overall mental health and well-being. What happened, VJ? Did you go on an ayahuasca trip? No, not yet. I did something worse than that. So, let me set the scene. Okay, let me set it up. I suffer from a horrific condition that is genetic called male onset male pattern baldness. That's not what it's called, but that's what I called it. Male onset male pattern baldness. And uh, delayed onset male pattern baldness affects 9 out of every 10 men. Um is a stat that I made up in order to make myself feel better about it. And it's something that I suffer from as well. I started noticing that my hair was... This isn't an ad, by the way. So hang in there. Hang in. This isn't a fucking keeps ad, okay? Hang in there. But I have what you would call an aggressively receding hairline, okay? I have what you would call the fall of man happening on top of my head. And so I, as an idiot person... Saw a couple videos of guys doing a buzz cut when they had thinning hair. And the after effects when they faded the buzz cut from the back of their neck all the way up to the top of their head. But it's a buzz cut and it looks really, really good. It looked really, really good. It looked really, really good because they had dark hair. And if you don't have dark hair, it's a problem. So I get, first of all, I'm a do-it-yourselfer. And I gave myself a buzz cut, honestly, honestly okay with the how how I did the buzz cut I'm okay with it I have a two on the top and it fades all the way down to a half before my neckline and so it's real real tight but I was like a two on the top will still be enough to leave a little bit of room uh for the imagination in terms of you'll still be able to see the hair on top of my head and uh it's just not the case see I look like my dad now I look exactly like my dad right now, and my dad's 57. I don't look like a younger version of my dad. I look exactly like my dad. I look like the Walmart version of Channing Tatum off of Coach Carter. When he played Coach Carter, I look like the Walmart version of that. I look like if Jason Statham and Lenny off of Mice and Men had a baby. I look like I moonlight as a white supremacist. I look like I'm in the middle of a serial killing. Like a couple days ago, I added number seven and I'm about to go out for number eight. I look like I'm in the middle of one of those. I look like a Nazi sympathizer. And the thing with all that is it's not my vibe. That's really, if I was to break down who I was as a person, not my vibe. So headphones go outside of the hood because there's no way I'm taking the hood off. I've lived with this haircut for two days now and I'm so cognizant of the air that I'm giving off I'm so cognizant. You might be like, why'd you do this in the first place? We've seen the top of your head and it doesn't look that bad. No, I did it also because it's 100 degrees outside and I was like, well, two birds, one stone. Let's see if we can 
rectify this receding hairline problem and also stay cooler in the in the in the hot summer days so it neither worked I still boiled sweat also my head is sunburnt so that's not good and with this new alter ego looking like I'm going to stab you at face value I'm not I promise I'm not but with that being my look I was so cognizant of what the rest of me looked like I made sure that the last two days I wore my bright pink sunglasses to try to disarm people. Also, I have big muscles, but I, you know, I had to throw on the tie-dye shirt. And I, every single person I saw or came in contact with got the biggest, cheesiest smile with the highest pitched greeting of, hi, how you doing? How we doing today? They got that because if I, like at last episode, if I drop my cadence once, they go, it's a Nazi sympathizer. You know, they go, oh, he just got out the, just got out the clink. Oh, he's represent for his clica with the foot out, you know, like this hombre is not one to mess with. And here's the thing. I don't want to look like that guy. But my wife says that she actually doesn't mind it. So I'm, you know, I was mainly worried to show her because here's the deal. I told her I was going to do it. And she said, oh, my God, don't do it. And then when she went to bed, I went downstairs and did it. So I was so scared. And then I left for work before she was awake the next day. So she didn't see it until I got back from work. So we were at a almost 20 hour mark of me having this buzz cut before she even saw it for the first time. And I was so scared to come home. <laughs> I was so scared to walk into the door and be like, surprise, <laughs> walk in the door and be like, this is your husband now. <laughs> And she was pretty brutal, honestly. She was like, oh, my God, you look like Jim Julio, which is my dad's name. And I was like, yep. And then she's like, uh, you look OK. Like, you're you're good looking, which is a thought only had by her for sure. But she goes, you you look OK. Like, you're, you're still handsome. She's like, I just got to get used to the hair. It's such a drastic change. And I was like, OK. Like, she was being real sweet. She made me feel better about it. Because I was like, okay, the only person I really got to care about who, my haircut with is her. Like, not trying to impress anybody else, obviously. But then she just starts saying things throughout the next couple days that just kind of made me realize, nah. Like, I'll run through two scenarios. Um, I'm playing with the baby girl. She's, like, laying on her back. I'm tickling her. And she's like, ah. And I keep, like, going, ah, where I, like, chew on her neck. Like I go like, ah, 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 and it tickles her and she cackles to the fucking moon and gets hiccups and it's the cutest thing ever. I'm doing that on the floor of the living room and Jordan is sitting on the couch above us. And so she's all laughing and everything. And then I pull away and she like stops laughing and she's like looking at me kind of like smirking and like reaching for my face and stuff. Super cute. Right. And then my wife goes, yeah, is that your dad or is that your pop pops? Which is what she calls grandpa, a.k.a. my dad. And I said, K. That's enough. All right. And then, so that's one thing where I'm like, okay, she, I don't know if she really likes the haircut all that much. And then, um, I came on to her and she said, not yet. <laughs> I tried to put the moves on my wife. I tried to have a little romance sesh. I tried to be like, I, I, I turned on the, I turned on the background music. Bwomp. A little genuine. Bwomp. Bwomp. Jump on it. And she said, not yet, because she hadn't adjusted to my haircut sexually. And that fucked with my head so bad. 
She was like, not yet. And I was like, is this a haircut? She's like, I'm just not. I was like, so you were being nice. Up front, you were being nice. And now you're being real. And I destroyed my sexual validity with you for the next couple of days. She was like, yeah. And I was like, will we get past this? And she's like, 100%. And I was like, okay, I'll be patiently waiting. (laughs) One thing for sure, though, I definitely look like a dad now, which is... I'm honestly, I'm kind of vibing with it. If you look past the inherent racist look of this haircut and you just kind of look at the person itself, I'm like, oh, he's a dad. And I kind of like that. I definitely look my age now. I definitely look 28 slash 47 slash 60. I definitely look my age now. But I'm kind of, you know what? It's been a few days and I'm kind of vibing with it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of vibing with it because... It's so much less of a hassle. Like my hair was such like an insecurity for me since it started thinning out that all I did was wear hats. I just wore hats and I didn't wear hats for the style because your homeboys never had style ever once in his life. It's actually been a huge deterrent of mine in terms of all my friends always had swag and my all my little brothers are just dripped the fuck out in all the coolest looks and fashions and look at my new shoes and I don't give a fuck. And I've never had that. And I was just wearing baseball hats to cover my receding hairline. That's what I, that's what I was doing. You know, that's the male version of makeup. That's the guy's version of makeup. If you see a guy with his baseball hat on, take it off. See what he looks like. But I, I'm kind of rocking with the haircut now. And, and since I've been married, I've never tried to be nor cared to be hot to anybody. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to look hot. I'm not trying to be stylish. I'm trying to look like a dad and a husband. And I fucking have that look down pat now. Dude, my style is so bad. My, my style has been so bad since I was a little kid. Like, so bad. I partially blame my parents. I have a picture from when I was like four years old. I don't know if I've talked about this picture before. I might have because it's seared into my memory banks. But I was wearing a forest green polo shirt. The three-button polo shirt, forest green. I had on khaki cargo shorts velcro sandals with you guessed it white tube socks underneath i had that entire outfit on calm down i know you're getting excited i had that entire outfit on and the picture is me hugging my dad's leg and he is wearing the exact same fucking outfit so i partially blame my parents for my lack of style And then when I got older, I was the kid that wore, like, the shirts with the fucking sayings on the front of it. You know, I also 100% had an I Heart Boobies bracelet that was essentially tattooed onto my body because it never left it. I would do sports in my I Heart Boobies bracelet. And here's the thing. The teachers couldn't tell you to take it off because you had an automatic out automatic out because you just had to say that it was for breast cancer awareness it wasn't for breast cancer awareness is because i like titties from a very young age dude my style i don't even have style now i just have adult you know i don't if the way i dress now is either is two modes i either have workout attire or husband and father who is remotely athletic like it's either shorts and a workout t-shirt or jeans and a workout t-shirt. That's my entire impetus for style. Never gave a fuck about it. Never cared. I've always given my wife the benefit of the doubt in terms of like, she's a really smart girl. But now I'm starting to wonder because we were looking at old pictures the other day and I w- we were at an awards ceremony. 
I won athlete of the year in college one year. And so I had to go to an awards ceremony. And this, this is not a joke. Okay. This is not, my wife is in the cutest dress. She looks great. And right now this is going to, this is going to be the thing that makes you stop listening to the podcast. No doubt. Because you're going to be like, I can't believe I ever listened to this guy. My wife is in the cutest dress. I'm in jeans. I'm in a baseball cut t-shirt that's gray, but the sleeves are neon yellow. I have on Nike high tops that are bright red. Bright red. And the tongue of those high tops is tucked outside of the boot cut jeans. I was wearing my wife's in a really cute dress and I am looking like a fucking 13 year old girl's backpack an over-organized 13 year old girl's backpack that has all the different highlighter colors in it. I put that on as my outfit to go to an awards ceremony to get pictures taken of me where I'm holding the plaque. That's what I wore. So when I say I don't have style and I never have not fucking kidding. Okay. And you might be like, well, what do you wear like when you go out on dates? I wear jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt almost every single time it's black. I wear jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt. Sometimes it'll have three buttons on the front of it and it's black. That's what I wear. Because looking through old pictures and knowing about myself, I realized any sort of deviation from the most basicest shit on the planet doesn't pan out and lends itself to so much regret i can't even i can't even tell you if there's a stylist out there that wants to completely redo my wardrobe i'm totally down for it because where we're sitting right now i have nothing look at that think of that it's like a blank slate you can come in and change my entire life ooh i want to put you in a three piece suit dude i couldn't even wear a fuck i didn't even wear a coat at my wedding like the suit I was wearing didn't even have a jacket because I brought it to a tailor and the tailor said my dimensions were a little too weird so they couldn't pull the waist in enough to match the shoulders and and then I just looked like a refrigerator in my suit jacket and so I didn't wear it. So I lacked style at my fucking wedding. So so I question my wife's taste now further down the road because we look at old pictures and we look at me wearing my red high top shoes with the tongues outside of the jeans and I look at her and go, you married that guy. Hey, the guy wearing the fucking aviator sunglasses, backwards pink hat, and milk toast white t-shirt with the words daddy across the front of it. You married that guy. What are you doing? Hey, you're literally my entire world and I've never thought anything but that you're the greatest person on the planet. But what are you doing, babe? Why'd you pick me? I don't fucking get it at all i've never had fucking style dude what car did i drive in high school great question great question did the car match the outfits i drove a 1994 honda accord it was maroon it didn't have a back bumper i'll tell you how it doesn't have a back bumper in a second but i drove my hand meet my grandmother gave me a 1994 honda accord and it was maroon did i put wheels on it that were from uh Acura racing car to make it look quotes sporty you bet your sweet fucking ass I did what did I think at the time that it was absolutely the shit you're goddamn right I did did I drift that car around corners with the e-brake and just drive obnoxiously aggressive because I was raised in a small town in Idaho you're goddamn right I did 
And did it not have a bumper? It started with one. Hey, what do your little brothers drive? Well, let's see. Tyrus just got a Ford Mustang and it had 72 miles on it. Boone got a brand new Ford little, he kind of has a little bitch car. Like his car is definitely a little bitch car. It's one of those that like, it looks like it goes when it drives down the road. So he didn't get out. He definitely got a little bit of the short end of the stick like me. And then Gunner drives a jacked up Jeep with big old mud and tires on it. Gunner should be named Trent. Okay. Gunner should 100% be named Trent with his big old fucking modded out Jeep that mom and dad bought for him. And it, it's just like these fucking kids, they need to suffer. They need to suffer in the looks department. They all have so much swag. They're driving around these sick ass cars and they don't know what it feels like to try and date the richest girl in town and pick her up in your 94 Honda Accord with a back bumper missing. They don't know what that feels like. I got, I'll tell you what. So when we went back to Idaho and visited my little brothers, Gunner drove us uh, to get coffees one morning. And it was like the first time I had been in the Jeep and I was sitting shotgun and Boone was sitting in the back seat and we just went and got coffees and it was a fine time. And I witnessed something that made my fucking, I wanted to punch my little brother in the jaw cap. All right. I wanted to take my left hand and put it through his face because he's driving one hand on the wheel like a boss. And we pass another like really super jacked up Jeep and he just gives it a little wave and they gave a little wave back. And he and he looked at me and goes, it's a Jeep thing. And I was like, is it is waving to another Jeep, a Jeep thing? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God fucking lord god above heaven almighty bruce almighty jim carrey save me because i'm gonna kill my little brother and he goes we don't wave to like normal jeeps though and i was like okay i'm in i want to see where this one goes what do you mean like if it's just like a normal jeep like i don't wave at him and i was like because you're better than them and he's like yeah I was like, cool, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay. And sure as shit, we passed a Jeep Wrangler and they waved the little hand wave and Gunner didn't. And then he smirked at me and I wanted to rip his head off of his body because I was like, this is mom and dad's Jeep, first of all. Okay. Saint your Jeep. And also, you're 16. You're not better than literally anybody on the planet right now. So bring it down, Haas. Bring it down. My little brother is literally the most humble kid on the planet when it comes to things that he should actually brag about. But you get him in his Jeep and his dick gets all big all of a sudden. I just wanted, I was like, I'm going to go get my fucking 94 Honda Accord from the junkyard and you're going to fucking drive that around for a while because you better believe that I drove that thing into the ground to its last breath like literally it died as we pulled into the junkyard it billowed black smoke the entire drive there my wife girlfriend at the time was with me and it was really really fucking funny we drove 45 minutes it should have taken nine minutes to get there but the car wouldn't go over 15 miles an hour anymore and it billowed black smoke black smoke out of the hood the entire time and we were just laughing, dying the entire time. Pulled it into the parking lot. I went to shut it off. It literally just cut off. And it never started again. And it just got scrapped. And I was like, that car, the definition of the best car I've ever had. Because it gave me everything to its last dying breath. I love that car. 
But let's talk about how the back bumper got ripped off and how much bullshit this is. This story gets my dad so revved up to this day because he thinks he was in the right. And I'm going to tell you right now, Cubs, he wasn't in the right at all. So our house is like up on this hill in this neighborhood. So, and I don't want you to think like, oh, you're up in the fucking hills. No, I'm saying like it's a normal ass fucking neighborhood. But our house, for some reason, is 15 feet higher than all the other houses. So our driveway has the same incline as Mount Everest. We would literally build sled jumps off of our driveway, and our driveway was 20 feet long. Does that make sense? You could get enough enough speed from the top of our driveway to the bottom of our driveway to jump things in the snow, and it was 20 feet long. That's how steep it was, okay? So obviously the parents park in the, in the garage, and we park on the driveway, Definitely have to put the e-brake on. We should have basically been using wheel chocks, but we didn't. But what? But we were at a. Re- but it was wrestling camp season, okay? And when it's wrestling camp season, the wrestling coaches of the other teams usually crash at our house, and it's just like a guys' poker night for fucking two nights straight, where all the coaches are up. If you're if you've ever been to a wrestling camp, guys, if you're listening to this, you've ever been to a wrestling camp, and it's day two, the coaches are fucking so hungover, it's unbelievable. But I get home and I park on the driveway, you know, and I'm kind of behind the vehicles because I'm like, all right, I'm the first one out. It doesn't even matter. Everyone's home. It's like fucking 930 at night because I was hanging out with some of the other wrestlers. So I park on the driveway off to the right. My dad parks on the left side of the garage. Okay, so I am not directly behind his truck. But the way you come out of the garage, you kind of have to angle a little bit. And it's like that really steep driveway. I go to bed, I go to sleep on the couch and it's maybe 1145 at this point. And what I didn't realize is the coaches had to run to the gas station because they had ran out of Coors Lights. That's the only thing I know. So they leave and then 27 seconds later, I'm awoken by my dad yelling at me. Because he hit my car with his truck. Now we know who's at fault. If we were to file a police report, we know who's at fault. We know who's at fault. The person in the vehicle that's in motion is at fault. We know that. Ask any judge. Call Judge Judy. She'll be like, it's your dad's fault. And I'll be like, thanks, Judge Judy. I appreciate that you gave me your number so long ago. And I, and I like that we're in these communication terms. But he wakes me up and he's like, go move your goddamn car. And I was like, What? And he's like, I just hit your car with my truck. Go move your car over. And I was like, you can't move my car. over. You hit my car. What is happening? I'm awoken out of a slumber. I don't really know what's going on. So I go out to the driveway to look at my car. And sure enough, the bumper, the back bumper of my car is hanging off. He had hit it at a slight angle. And now the bumper's off. And what I thought was weird is the initial point of contact happened in between the bumper and the back door because you can see it you can see where the dent and scrape started i'm obviously super pissed off i'm mach 11 angry but i'm not gonna yell at my dad i just was like this is your fault and he's like he's like well, since when do you park there i'm like it's 11:30. we're all leave i'm leaving the house at 6 30 in the morning to get to wrestling camp what do you mean 
I'm leaving in seven hours. Like, I'm out of here before everybody. I just parked in the driveway. So he's super pissed. I just removed the rest of my bumper because it was still slightly attached on the right side because he made contact with the left side, ripped the bumper off, and it was slightly attached on the right side. So I just removed the rest of the bumper, threw it in the bushes. We'll take care of that later. And then I backed the car up and pulled it into, like, further over to the right. And then they, they went off. And I'm so heated, so mad. The next day, I bring it up to my dad again. And he stayed strong in his since when do you park there argument. He's going to listen to this episode and he's going to get heated. But he's just getting over COVID. So come at me, dad. I could chop you down. <laughs> come at me, pops. Because you better believe that still to this day, fucking 12 years later, he believes that me parking in the driveway, not in my exact spot that I usually park, is the entire blame for him hitting my bumper. What I found out from the other coaches was that they all hop in the truck and they go to back up. And one of the coaches goes, obviously he didn't take a glance behind him. And one of the coaches goes, oh, 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 oh. And then he comes in contact with my car and they go, oh, you just hit VJ's car. And he accelerated. That's why the contact happened in between the door and the bumper. And then he continued ripping the bumper off because he is pissed because apparently his reaction was why the fuck is he parked there accelerate now we all know we all know who's at fault who's at fault i will put my robes on i will get my gavel and i will be judgy mcfucking judgerson if i have to be but i don't have to be because we already all know the verdict who's at fault i'm gonna let you decide that but it was 110% my dad. You know that. So, but to this day, he's like, it's your fault for parking where you shouldn't have parked or where you don't usually park. And it's 100% your fault. I just didn't have a back bumper until the car died four years later. <laughs> Higgity horse shit. Higgity horse. Where's my jacked up Jeep? Where's my fucking $25,000 jacked up Jeep? Where's that? I will throw him a bone. He did give me his truck immediately after I got my license, but then gas prices hit like $5.45 a gallon, and that's not an exaggeration. So we, I had the truck for like a fucking two months, and then I had to get a 94 Honda Accord, and I drove that until I was basically engaged to my wife. So that bad boy was with me through the bitter end. I had a lot of experiences in that car. Front seat, back seat, you know what I'm saying, and it is what it is. We were also looking at an old, uh, I also saw another old picture of when I was dating Jordan and I cut a fucking goatee into my face once for like a week. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? I had a fucking goatee and my wife stuck with me. My wife who could easily have taken, picked anybody, picked me with my red high tops and my goatee. I don't know what fucking tomfoolery witchcraft I pulled over her eyes, but rule number one, never trust a motherfucker with a goatee never trust a motherfucker with a goatee. Okay. Oh, oh, case in point. This one is, uh, this, this one popped in the old brain. I think of one person when I think of a goatee and I think of my teacher who had an affair with a girl in our high school. I think of the teacher who had a months and months long affair with a girl in our high school. Now let me paint you a picture. Okay. The girl was not like the cheerleader type. Okay, she was a little bit of a bigger girl. She was not fat or anything by any means. She just wasn't like a small dainty thing. And the teacher was. <laughs> the teacher was like 5'5 five five 
or 5'6". Or shorter. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I just know he's a little tiny little squeak. And he had black hair and a black goatee. And he also had Funko Pops all over his classroom. And have I told the dominatrix of milk flavoring story yet? If I haven't, if I have, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. In his class, we had to build a website about how to do something. Like it had to be something menial, 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 whatever the fuck, doesn't matter, menial. It had to be something small, but you just had to show a step-by-step process showing you know how to build a website. And we built a website on how to make chocolate milk, strawberry milk, and banana milk. And I didn't know what dominatrix meant. I thought it meant like dominating like the best in class, like the fucking best in show. Like the dog who gets super pampered and knows all the rules and everything at the dog show would get the dominatrix of the dog show. That's what I thought the word dominatrix meant. So we named our website the dominatrix of milk flavoring and it got net sieged. Net siege was that thing that was over all of the computers that if you tried to look up Pornhub, you would just get a net siege site. So we tried to pull we tried to pull up our website on presentation day and it got net sieged and <laughs> he's like why the f- why is this getting net sieged and then he put his passcode in and it pulled up and it said the dominatrix of milk flavoring and he was like do you know what dominatrix means and i was like like do- like dominating like it's the best and he was like yes and no i guess <laughs> Because here's a lesson for you. Dominatrix is the girls who usually wear all leather and they have slave men. Like they tie the guy up and they'll put a ball gag in him. They'll do shit to his butthole. Inappropriate for no reason. And they dominate him sexually. That's a dominatrix. Okay. If you're confused, just one Google search and you'll find out what a dominatrix is. And I named how to make strawberry milk after that on the website because I didn't know what the fuck it meant. But it was his class. Come to find out, dude, it was so weird. Like, like he had like a family and shit. It was wild. And he, we found out, we like had just taken his class and then went to lunch and came back and he was in jail. It happened like that because homeboy got ratted. Like the van that they use for school trips and student teaching or student driver's ed, that van, they're fucking in that van. Okay. Like I'm trying to paint an image for you guys, but he's fuck. He's not a dork. Like we're dorks. He's like a fucking dork. You know what I mean? And I saw him post jail sentence like two years ago. And I was just like, huh? little shudders kind of came over my body because he had to climb her like a tree i imagine (laughs) and he had a goatee don't trust motherfuckers with goatees and also if you're listening to this and you have a goatee cut it off you're going down a dangerous road i feel like for a a grown-ass man who has a family and an established has an established family at home to have an affair with a fucking teenager like it just has to come it has to stem from such like a level of insecurity you know, like as a dude, and nothing makes me more pissed off than a fucking insecure guy, like a guy that's trying to, I don't know, I don't know, like, I can only estimate, right? Like, I can only guess what a guy is going through a guy's head that kind of pulls something like that in terms of you're going to have sex with a high school student. You're going to hook up with a high school student when you have a wife and kids at home. I don't understand. It's got to be such a deep seated level of insecurity where you're trying to boost your own ego because it's not for anybody else. You know, like 
it's not like a thing that you can do and then show off later, right? Like, who are you going to fucking talk? It's, it's a secret, right? It's not like it's going to be in the papers and then you're going to get your status boosted. <laughs> we It was in the papers and your status was reduced. But it's just like, I hate fucking guys constantly pulling that like insecure bullshit move. Like it's, I think about these things like when people have like all these like cheating allegations and, you know, affairs with a fucking student or something like that. And it's like a grown ass man. And it's like, I feel like it stems from guys who weren't cool when they were younger or like didn't have, didn't have a certain level of confidence when they were younger then being adults and then using that kind of adult superiority to sway a younger woman into trying to get with them. I'm pretty sure that's called grooming. I'm pretty sure that there's an actual word for it. But it's it just comes from the most fucking bitch, insecure, cuck-ass fucking type of dude that pulls this kind of shit. Where it's like, just because you weren't cool when you were younger doesn't mean you have to try to relive those days in your own fucking brain now that you're older and in a position of power. Like, you're a pe- first of all, you're a piece of shit. Like, gross. You're a piece of shit. But nothing makes me more mad than an insecure dude. Like, I know you might be leaning like, Vijay, by the sounds of some of these episodes, you have some insecurities. No, I poke fun at myself. I don't really have (laughs) actual insecurities. Well, I had an insecurity and it was my hairline and it's gone now. So problem solved. I'm talking about the guys where it's like rooted in who they are as a person. Where they just kind of go about life weekly. Not weekly, W-E-E-K. Weak, like a weakling. They're just, their aura is weak. They're, they don't have a strong disposition in the world because they're still latched onto that little boy that wasn't getting enough attention when they were younger. You know what I mean? Like you didn't get enough attention and affirmation when you were younger. So now that you're an adult, you're trying to fill that hole with stupid fucking things like fucking teenagers. Like I don't get that type of fucking dude. It's I want to put him in a box. I mean, you want to talk about red flags, ladies, red flags. <laughs> You got to pick up on what his uh, what his attraction things are, things that things that turn him on in his older age. Is it Aeropostale? Is it American Eagle? That's a problem. <laughs> Does he recommend you guys go shopping at Buckle? That's a problem. Does he ask you to wear a cheerleading outfit and pigtails? That's a problem. An adult man will want a dominatrix. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Okay, an adult man. Is going to want a mature ass woman to beat him around a little bit. All right. The dominatrix of his life. You know what I'm saying? That's what a guy who's not an insecure little bitch wants. Hey, treat my balls like a punching bag. You know what I mean? Like that's what a really confident. <laughs> so if your man ever goes like, what if we tried like schoolgirl outfit? Bop, 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 bop. That's the red flag signal going off in your fucking brain. Okay. Because you're like, why? Why do you want that? Why do you want that? Oh, because you didn't get enough tension when you were younger and now you're trying to relive that. Just got to keep a lookout for those red flags because it might not be a red flag to you, but they might fuck a 16 year old. Should we talk? Should we talk about pronouns for a second? Should we talk about that for a second? Hot fucking take. I don't care. Okay. I don't fucking care. I feel like I'm getting a little too far on the wrong side of TikTok because I got a comment the other day from this kid who asked, Hey, what are your pronouns? Because I don't have it listed in my bio. Hey, wrong fucking guy. Okay. Because I, it's like with everything else. 
You can be called whatever the fuck you want to be called. You want me to call you Geppetto Unicorn? You will be referred to as Geppetto Unicorn from here on out. For me, don't give a fuck. And my problem with the comment, my problem with the question of asking me what my pronouns were unprompted, this is my problem with it. I didn't put anything out there that alluded to the fact that I want you to respect my pronouns, right? And if I don't put anything out there that's like, hey, I would actually prefer to be called this, by all rights and purposes, go to the default settings on your remote control. Okay, go to the default settings. I've what are my pronouns? I'm the I got Michael Jackson pronouns. He he. That's what you can fucking refer to me as. He he. Him he. Is that what the fuck it is, dude? It's just the default settings. My problem with it is if I don't elicit a need for you to request what my pronouns are, don't ask me what my pronouns are. Default setting. It's like. No, 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 because this is this is a sensitive topic for me. I'm the one that needs to be called your highness queen. So since I have that need for people to call me that, I need to know what you want to be called. No, because now you're projecting your own little weird little thing onto me. It's kind of and I don't give a shit. You could call me Dragon Slayer 99 for my pronouns. Be like, hey, did you hear about Dragon Slayer 99? No, what happened? Well, Dragon Slayer 99 started a podcast that some episodes get pretty problematic and Dragon Slayer 99 also for sure 100% talked about an affair his teacher had on his podcast that has quite a few listeners. So many listeners that his teachers probably Oh, I said his. See, can't fucking do it. Default setting, dude. Hee <laughs> hee. That's my fucking pronouns. All right? I got the Michael Jackson pronouns all day. I just if, if, if it's so important to you, let it be important to you. Let what people call you be important to you. Don't project it onto another person. It's where all the fucking conflict is stemming from right now. Like, oh, you're a Republican? Don't ask me what my political affiliation is. I don't care. Oh, you're pro-life? Don't ask me what my stance is on. Like, it's like you're just projecting like, oh, I just I just need everyone to know this about me. It's kind of like bumper stickers. Fucking people cover their car in bumper stickers because it's like I just have to let pe- everybody know everything that I believe in and everything that I'm going on. It has fucking re- it's, it's religion. It's all that shit. Right. And we don't talk about that on this podcast. We don't talk about these things on this podcast. But I'm just saying in terms of you going out into the world, if you have something that's important to you that people know about you, fine. Don't ask them what they are. Don't ask people what their pronouns are if they didn't open that door. Don't ask people what their political affiliation is if they didn't open that door. It shouldn't matter. It should only matter what you are to you. And I'm getting all fucking what a fucking I, I I buzz my hair and I get all fucking hot and bothered in this bitch. Actually, I get I get cool, calm, and collected because the sun sunburnt the top of my head, so I feel a little breeze. I don't know that fucking didn't make sense. <laughs> Sometimes I still catch my fucking reflection as I'm walking by things, and I'm like, Jesus, huh? Sorry, Dad. I thought you drove five states. I'm like, it still fucks me up a little bit, but it it it'll grow on me, and not literally. But the look will grow on my psyche, not the hair on top of my head, because I'm pretty sure when you buzz it down to a two, it's gone forever. (laughs) But whatever, I've never claimed to be hot, nor am I ever trying to be hot. So I don't need to have any sort of sexual attraction to anybody other than my wife. And hopefully in a few days, she's down. (laughs) Let's do some unqualified dad advice. Fuck yeah, it's unqualified dad advice time. Let's go yell at some stupid ass people on Reddit.
All right, we're here, babe. Unqualified dad advice. You know how it goes. Papa Bear's here to save the day. Papa Bear's here. Daddy Bear is going to tuck you underneath his wing. A lot of different animals coming into this metaphor. And just make sure that you feel nice and warm and snug snuggly underneath my arm while I help you with your problems. And is that accurate? Not even remotely a little bit. I usually get a little bit mean. But we're on, we're on Reddit right now. We're going to scroll. We're going to stop. And Octavius Landon asks... How do I leave my religion? How do you leave my religion, Octavius Landon? Octavius is for sure 100% what I'm going to name my son. Oh, by the way, by the way. Oh, I get to find out what we're having tomorrow. We, sorry, we get to find out what Jordan is having tomorrow. I worded that poorly because I'm definitely not having any babies. Jordan is having an entire whole baby all to herself because she's the one that has to push it out of her vagina and... I get to be, probably just be on leg duty again. But we get to find out what it is tomorrow. We get to find out whether we're having a boy, little boy or little girl. We waited all the way until the baby girl was born to find out if it was a boy or girl. And we kind of had some trauma from that. If you listen to the birth story, you know that she came out blue and it was not a fucking fun time. So we're just going to find out tomorrow. And you might be like, oh, are you having a gender reveal party? No. Why would I ruin it? Okay. We're going tomorrow to find out what it is. And... We're, the furthest extent of what we're going to do is have the doctor put it in an envelope and then Jordan and I are going to go out to dinner and share it with each other. And then we're going to either call and or text our close family and friends. That's it. That's it. But don't you want to explode something? No. Why would I ruin it? Why would I force other people to come to a gathering that they definitely 100% don't want to go to? They would much rather be at home with their own families rather than watch me pop a balloon. You know, but what if you do something really creative, like you make everybody cake pops and one of the cake pops has either a blue in it or a pink in it. And I just fell asleep giving that example. I'm not going to ruin it, but we're going to find out what the fuck the baby is tomorrow. Don't know why I said what the fuck inappropriate for no reason. And uh, we're very excited. We're very excited. So anyways, Octavius Landon, back to you. How do you get out of your uh, religion? You just leave. The, uh, here's the best way to get out of a religion. Don't go to church. That's all you got to do. Literally, all you got to do is on Sunday, you got to just sleep in, wake up, and watch TV. That's all you got to do if you want to get out of your religion. Not difficult. My guess is that you have parents that are forcing you to go to the religion, and you just got to say, nah. That's all you got to do. Now, the only problem is, uh, are you in a cult? Are they going to hang you up by your Achilles tendons if you try to leave? That might be problematic. I don't really have any advice for you on that one. But if it's not that and you're just a Lutheran, don't go to church on Sunday. But let's see what he says. I'm a 16-year-old female. Okay, so it's a girl. And her religion is Islam. Jesus Christ. I, I fucking struck out hard on that one. I feel so miserable. Any questions I will ultimately come down to, it's because God wants... Oh, any questions I ask, sorry, will ultimately come down to it's because God wants you to. And if I refuse, I will get the you will go to hell. That was in quotes. As you there are a lot of restrictions and rules regarding this religion as well as blatant sexism. I want to eat what I want, see who I want, and just be able to live by myself. I love my parents, and I'm grateful for them bringing me here and providing for me. But if I talk to them directly about this, I will get yelled at. In the future, I'm thinking about leaving, but how do I or where do I start? I have lost all of my faith in being forced into activities and rules as well as being shamed at it. I don't want 
I don't want this. Please help me. I'm tired, extremely tired of it at this point. I'm in America, been here for years, and I plan on moving out after 18 as well as getting my driver's license. But the whole college aspect, I don't even know where to start with that. Damn, that's rough. I don't even know. Like this, this is a silly segment I do on my podcast where it's like I poke fun at people on the internet, right? But that one's tough um, because... A, I don't know enough about that religion to make accusations about it or make assumptions about it. So I can't really like stick my hand into the Islam pot. But uh, in terms of waiting it out, uh, there's 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 plenty. This is genuine. There's plenty of services and things that you can research online on how to get yourself into college. Um, but in terms of leaving the religion, you're probably going to have to get out of the house first in order for you to have a quote-unquote comfortable living situation where you don't want two years of hell just because you don't want to go to the religion for a while. This definitely seems like one of those things like ride the wave because the end is near, you know? The the light at the end of the tunnel is there in terms of you get to leave the house soon. Um, but in terms of getting into college, I would like I would, I would ask your school advisor to see if they can set things up for you and let them know like, hey, don't really let <laughs> anybody else know about this. I need this to be super personal between you and me. You're going to have to definitely do some shady stuff behind your parents' back. But since I don't really know much about the religion, I don't know what the rules are and what the strictness is on approaching your parents about leaving the religion or anything like that. I would say take steps kind of behind their back to try and learn as much and try to get your foot in the door of colleges. And then once you're 18, bolt, you know, bolt. And there's going to be a huge fury, right? There's going to be a big explosion. And there's going to be some feelings and hurt feelings and everything. But you'll be able to be out of the house escaped from that while it kind of settles down. And then hopefully you can try and put it back together uh, sooner than later. Because, But yeah, it's just kind of like living in your own truth, right? Like if you're not living in your own truth, you got to kind of just brutally light those fires when the time is right. And hopefully that when it's just embers, there's still some stuff that's sal salvageable, right? But you can't live in the lie. You definitely can't live in a lie with who you are and what you want out of your life. So definitely, definitely take the steps to get yourself to where you want to be. But I can't speak on the religion itself, obviously. But Learn as much as you can about getting into college and find out what colleges would go to. That's what the school advisor is for, I would assume. There's also plenty of stuff online, and applications are super simple to to put in in college. So good luck to you. Hope that helped. Scroll. Stop. X. Catherine X. Feel like I listen to everybody else's problem, but nobody will listen to me. Okay. I mean, this fucking victim mindset of, like, Everything's happening to me. Why doesn't anyone want to listen to me? Talk about it. Don't be a pushover where you just let your friends talk about themselves all the time. Be like, uh, actually, well, what the fuck's going on in my life? Control a little bit of the conversation. Have a backbone. And then because this like victim mentality of like, God, when I'm hanging around my friends and they're talking and we're all talking, they just talk about themselves. Assert yourself. Have a spine and don't just run home later and pout about it on the internet where it's like, uh, we didn't talk about me enough where it's like, maybe you did only talk about your fucking friends because they're asserting themselves in that situation. If you want to be that person, assert yourself in the situation and talk about yourself. Don't go whine about it later. Fix the problem in person.
Don't whine about it later. All right, let's re read what she says. Hi, so I'm an 18-year-old female. I feel like I listen to everybody's problems despite time, etc. I will always try... God, the one thing that is 100% for sure about all of these fucking posts on Reddit is people don't know how to write paragraphs or structure sentences or use popular vocabulary. And I am... I'm not a fucking grammar Nazi. Like, I've glanced over it for so many fucking episodes now, but I just have to bring it up. There's so many missing words or wrong words, and I'm not even a grammar Nazi. I'm not even a grammar... I miss say shit all the time. Obvi, babe. Obvi. Like, I made a video where I talked about uh, the baby girl, like, people not having kids, and that's good because then my daughter will have less necks that she needs to step on and less necks... For her to climb on her way to the top. And peep, and one lady jumped on and wrote fewer necks. And I was like, not the place. So I'm not a grammar Nazi. And I miss say things all the time. But it's just like when you're writing an entire paragraph. Where you're asking advice. Try to structure it. So I can fucking read it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Also, I probably shouldn't use the word na Nazi so much. With a fucking shaved head and this color of eyebrows. I just shouldn't. Try to listen to whoever needs. I'm just going to read it exactly how it is. I'm not going to try to put actual filler words in so that you guys have to feel my fucking pain too. I will always try to, I, I will always try listen to whoever needs somebody to talk to and offer any advice I can. However, I feel nobody will ever do the same to me. I have nowhere I can turn to to talk about my feelings when I'm upset, etc. I know I shouldn't expect this, but never once has anybody offered and I just don't know what to do is I can't keep bottling up my emotions like I do. That was one sentence. Okay. Have a backbone, confront the problem, okay, and say, and be a, uh, dude, bitches get stuff done, all right, bitches get stuff done, be a bitch, you don't like the way a conversation, don't be a pushover, all you're doing is being kind of spineless in the conversational space, and I know I'm kind of putting all the blame on you, it's because it's your fault, it's your fault. Have some ownership of the situation. Be like, oh, if you don't like the way the conversation is going, be a bitch about it rather than bitching about it. Be like, I'm sick of talking about you fucking guys for a little while. Let's talk about me for a second. Here's what's going on. And we all have the friend that's like the story topper, right? Like you tell a story and then a friend will top the, try to top the story. Here's what I do. If, a per if, I, if I come across a person who's a story topper and we are currently on the topic of me, right? If, we're, if I tell a story and then someone immediately tries to story top rather than engaging with the story that I just told, and either in the middle of their fucking story topping story or at the end of it, I go, anyways, what I was saying, that's all you have to do. Just be like, yeah, so I finally went out on a date with Brad last night. Oh my God, I just went out on a date last night too. Anyways, what I was saying, Brad and I, that's all you got. You got to just say anyways, what I was saying, basically just passing off whatever the fuck they just said, like it doesn't matter and go returning back to your point that was initially made about yourself. But you also got to start off by telling a story you're talking about yourself. Don't be a pushover. Don't let other people control the conversation. Be a lion. All right. Be a bitch. Don't bitch about it. Should make a fucking t-shirt of that. That's kind of, I like that. I like that thing that I just came up with. Scroll stop. Legally ADHD. Is it still worth it to pursue a career in law? Nah, scroll. Don't care about your problems. Scroll. Stop. K Don. I'm so sick of being called small and little girl and being told I should eat more. Uh, same problem. Nope. Not as me. Same problem as the last person. 
<laughs> I worded that weird. Same problem as the last one. Be a bitch about it. If someone calls you small or someone calls you a little girl, you be like, you should eat more. You're not being mean enough. You need to scare more people. This is the, this is, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get so many more bitches out into the world right now. Like, I'm just trying to convince you ladies that all you got to do is be a little bit more of a bitch and you'll get a lot of stuff done. I'm playing with fire. I know that. But K-Don, let's read it. I'm a 25-year-old female, and I'm very petite, 5'3", and really skinny. I know things could be worse, but whenever I see family and relatives, they always comment on how small I am and how I should eat, eat more. Ugh. I've tried gaining weight, but I eat mostly healthy, plant-based foods, and it's hard to gain much. I guess my metabolism is very high, and I feel healthy. I know I shouldn't care what they think, but why do they have to make a comment on it every single time they see me? It makes me feel like a child. I don't feel sexy at all. Well, first off, by no means should your family and relatives ever make you feel sexy. Family and relatives position in life is to chop who you are down as a person. <laughs> They're supposed to belittle your confidence. Your friends, your friend group is supposed to pick you up. Like that's that's what it should be. Your friend group should boost your confidence if you're a female and your family and relatives should chop you down. But if you're also small, you just need to embrace that shit. If they <laughs> You just got to be a bitch and you can even do it in a sarcastic tone. Here's all you got to do. Okay. So I'm going to give you the exact scenario. So you go home, you go home for Thanksgiving. You're visiting the family for Thanksgiving and auntie hits you with the, gosh, you are so small. You should really eat more. You just immediately, no hesitation. The comeback needs to immediately be, that's so crazy. I thought you should eat less. That's all you got to do. Like granted. She's going to be like, what a little bitch, but she's not going to make a comment on how small you are ever again because you just fucking ripped her head apart. Even here's the deal. Even if they're not fat, even if they're not overweight, if someone makes a comment that you're small, they're bigger than you. That way, any comment about them being bigger holds strong because it came from you because you're smaller. You can call anybody else bigger. Because you're smaller than them. Does that make sense? So they don't have to necessarily be fat. They just have to be bigger than you in order for that comeback to work. Be like, God, that's crazy. I thought that you should eat less. That's all you got to say. Gosh, have you been eating a lot recently? Yeah, actually pretty good. I feel pretty healthy. Have you been eating three times as much? And then just watch their fucking mouth drop open. You just got to be a little bit bitchier. And you might be like, uh, I'm not very confrontational. If you're 5'3 and super petite and skinny, you need to be a little bit confrontational because the world will climb all over you if you're not. If you're immediately seen as a, quote, little girl in other people's eyes, you got to make sure that the personality brings the heat in order to outweigh your natural small disposition in people's brain. Hope that helped. Scroll. Stop, pretty girl. Hi, I need boy advice real bad. Ooh. Do I forget him and let go or give him a second chance? How do I even begin to let go? Baby gorgeous, welcome to my comfort zone. Hi. Well, she starts high with an exclamation point. Awesome. So basically, there's this boy I've been literally in love with for over two years. He was kind, sweet, funny, respectful, polite. I like, what is this, a fucking job application? I like being around him and talking to him, and I'm not going to lie, he's pretty hot. Are we fucking talking to a 13-year-old? I wish that usually when they post these advice, they put like in parentheses F, 31, so you know it's a 31-year-old female. This one doesn't have that. 
Ugh. Anyways, we went to the same school for a few years, but this year he moved away for the first semester. During the, that period of time, we started talking in September slash October. I will say one thing. She has better vocabulary and vernacular than the rest of the fucking people that we read shit from. Anyway, he came back for the second semester and we still talked and flirted and whatnot, but in person this time. Not much came of it. I confessed my feelings for him in April and he said that he really likes me too. <laughs> Things started picking up from there and we were on the verge of dating. Then I find out he went and did the deed with another girl. Did the deed. This is a 15-year-old. Okay, so pretty girl high. Um, <laughs> she had, uh, shit, fucking young love you're not gonna think about him in a year okay just like not even worth the post not even worth my response to it because baby gorgeous you are talking about childhood romances and that shit never fucking works out or lasts or is important it, it, it seems like life and death right now and it literally we will mean nothing to you in two years so I'm not even going to list that. That's just a funny little like, I like this boy. And then he had sex with another girl shit. So since I'm not going to respond to it, let's scroll down and let's see what other people's responses are. Faith Hope 28 says, you need to let it go. You are not in a relationship with him, so he's free to do what he wants. If you both like each other, give him a second chance. I can't say a second chance as he technically did nothing wrong. You both have a past. You need to either move forward together or separate. Hey, Faith Hope 28, putting too much weight on a 15-year-old's dating life. Max Tastic responded, jealousy is not attractive and it will only drag you down. You don't have a claim to him, and you dwelling on this will only seed negativity. He told you about it, and it's obvious by what you wrote that he wants a relationship, not just a one-off like this other girl. I would tell him how you feel about it once and only once, then drop it and explain you want commitment. Give the boy a chance. Or just fucking go back to listening to Harry Styles, you know, or just do that. Or just look at fucking Justin Bieber's Instagram profile and live on your life. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> Let's do one more. Scroll. Stop. TG Winter Crow 56. Is cuddling with your friend weird? No. Uh, yes, if you're in relationships, no, if you're single, yes, if one of you is underage, no, if you're both chilling, you know, let's, let's just read it. I, 21 year old male, have a friend, 46 year old female, okay, and we get along very well, but we don't want a relationship together. When I was younger, I never received a lot of love per se. I was bullied, harassed, beaten up because of my heritage and skin color. Anyway, at one point, that was him saying anyway, by the way, not me passively saying anyway. I just wanted to point that out. Anyway, at one point with my friend, I started saying the things that still hurt me to this day. And I was lying on her couch crying. And she said, quote, lift your head. She then proceeded to sit where my head was and asked me to lay down on her. I didn't think much of it. And she started crying 
playing with my hair like if she was a mother caring for her child. Yeah, because she could literally be your mother 25 year difference. She said that if I ever need to cuddle with her, she wouldn't mind. I never was held like that in my life, and it made me feel safe. Safe from all the pain in the world. I honestly... So you have this weird idea in your brain of you guys being, quote, friends. She probably looks at you as like a motherly type. If I had to guess. Because that's the end of your post. If I had to guess, she is caring for you like a mother would care for a child in terms of comforting you. Right? But since you came from a rough childhood and you maybe never really received that, don't misconstrue it for a sexual move, okay? If you were literally crying on her couch talking about your life problems and she's comforting you, leave it at that. We have reached a point as people, I feel like, that politeness or a show of affection causes a weird thing in people's brain where it's like, are they hitting on me? Is this a sexual thing? No. It could just be strictly a comforting thing. Since that's the end of your post, I don't know if you guys had any further conversations from that or if there was a move made or anything like that. I guess in the beginning you said like you don't want like to be together or anything like that. So just she's comforting you. She's think of her as putting herself in the role of everything that you missed out on as a kid in terms of comfort and care of an older person and love, you know. Think about that. Just put it in that perspective. Don't don't make it weird, especially if there was no sexual actions that came from it. Let's actually I, I want to read some responses to this one. Let's see what the responses were to this one. Jonaga 88. If you felt comfortable and she felt comfortable, then there's nothing wrong with it. I personally don't like that level of closeness. But if no one's being hurt, then what's the harm? People are so fucking weird. Everyone has different levels of comfort and student emotional needs. And that's why I think this is lovely. Those two people who needs and comforts comfort levels fit they found each other when we think of love we think of family or romance there are definitely other forms of love that are just as important what a great fucking response from thanks for real the mummers um jesus the names uh yeah i agree with that 100 percent. i think it's just a, a display of affection and love and comforting you in your tough time which is cute it's just so, it's so cute babe it's fucking cutesy tootsie All right, everybody, go buy a hoodie right now and then leave a review on the podcast. The site accepts all major credit cards, and I don't really know what that means. I just know that if you have a fucking credit card, it'll probably be able to use it on the site. So if you want to buy a hoodie, go buy a hoodie. I have one extra large left and like three largest left. So if that's your sizes, get the fuck in there and order a fucking hoodie because they're running out of stock. I have have quite a few small and mediums because I doubled the order on that because my listenership is 86% 86% female. So I have I have a few smalls and mediums left. And I kind of made it sound like I was assuming that all females are small. But remember, if I think you're small, just say, hey, I think you're too fat. That's all you got to say back to me. I didn't mean it in that way. <laughs> but please leave a review for the podcast. It helps out a bunch. And uh, go follow the Instagram, Cheer Up Babe, the podcast on the Grum or Cheer Up Babe pod. Fuck, dude, I don't remember. Type in Cheer Up Babe and the podcast Instagram will pop up. Follow that bad boy. And uh, if you guys have any, like, unqualified dad advice questions that you want me to read on the podcast and answer on the podcast, uh, comment it or shoot me a message on the podcast's Instagram page. And I will I will answer them in uh, upcoming episodes. And I hope you guys had a good time. It's kind of fucking – it's just another beautiful all-over-the-place one. 
sometimes the stream of conscious can be kind of rough. Sometimes it, it, it's like a rocky fucking road and sometimes it's smooth sailing. And I'm pretty sure this one was like a fucking rocky road, marshmallows and peanuts. You know what I'm saying? But I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys enjoyed your hour of escapism. Go out there, tackle the day, be a bitch. Don't bitch about it and cheer up, babe.